everyone, and welcome down to episode number 22 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits. And normally, this is where I introduce my mate, Cam, down there in Hobart Town. Cam is off on a whitewater rafting adventure, teaching people how to take photos in a moving whitewater raft, what could possibly go wrong. So we've decided to bring in a guest host slash guest guest for the first time ever in the history of the Down South Photo Show, this um, very well-established and long-running podcast, 22 episodes old, which we'll come to shortly. Just briefly wanted to do what we normally do, and that's thank everyone for subscribing and listening along to the podcast. Um, it's been great. We've had a lot of positive feedback over the last few weeks with the episodes. Looks like we are about to actually catch up and get back onto a regular, regularly scheduled program with the pod and with the YouTube, with everything that's been going on. Um, we've had weeks that we've missed and we've had weeks we've had to do double episodes. So thanks for putting up with us, but we look like we're back on some kind of track now. A um, little bit of an update on what I've been doing this week. Uh, uh, my photography workshops came back this week, which was fantastic. We ran our first workshop in almost two years on Monday night, which was awesome. Our entry-level digital SLR workshop, we had six people come along, very enthusiastic, so it was great. So they are back and that is excellent. If you would like to learn more about our workshops, uh, cameraandphoto.com.au um, and tazphotos.com.au, camblakephotography.com.au as well. But without any further ado, I would like to introduce our guest host or slash guest guest for the night. And this is a local, to me, local landscape photographer based in Torquay, where I happen to have one of my shops as well. Um, very, very, becoming very well known in the area for his landscape photography, one of my favourite local photographers as well. Um, and without wanting to make him blush too much, I shall introduce him. Uh, say hello, everyone, to Ash Hughes. Hello, Ash. Hey, guys. How are we? Well, it's uh, an absolute pleasure, especially being the first guest, I guess, you've had on the show. So... I'm, a, I'm an avid listener and, um, yeah, been here since day one. It's a great little show. Oh, I'm super impressed that you're an avid listener. Um, it's been a bit of a journey for us. As you know, we kicked all this off with everything that's been going on with COVID and everything. So out of something really negative, something positive has come, which is, and as I say, it's been great so far. And it's good to have support of a uh, rather talented photographer, mate. Um, before we go any further, this is normally where Cam and I like to work out what's going on with your background there is this one of your photos in your background it is this is about the only wildflowers i think we've got in Torquay, or maybe the only wildflowers we've actually got in victoria um with any color anyway we, we usually have a lot of water around this area but um yeah this is this is a little patch and it's probably no bigger than a meter by a meter that grows and pops up every spring uh on one of Torquay's main beaches here so it's oh, um right. it's one of it's it's one of my favorite things to do and we'll probably talk about it as we go on but um just getting in real sort of low and um, just getting that blurry sort of dreamy vibe going. So just with colour, I love colour. So if you sort of see any of my photography, it's um, it's usually colourful. So. Well, it's awesome that you can literally almost roll out of bed and get a photo like that. So um, very, very, nice. very handy to have a subject like that in your backyard. Um, so ashhughesphotos.com.au, did I get that right? That's correct. ashhughesphotos.com, yep. Yep, uh, .com, no, AU. So ashhughesphotos.com, uh, pop down and have a look, uh, pop over and have a look at his website. It is awesome. Um, I've, uh, I, I visit his website regularly and it's updated regularly as well. So there's always new stuff to check out on his website. So 
naturally there will be a link in the description below. Um, but I thought what we'd do is uh, have a bit of a chat with Ash and pick his brain a little bit about uh, all things photography. Um, I've known Ash for four-ish years, I suppose now, Ash, would it be? Yeah, probably a little bit, little bit less. I don't think I've been in the game that long, but um, yeah, yeah, it'd be, wouldn't be, wouldn't be much. I think, um, I think we, we crossed paths when I opened my Torquay store about three and a half years ago. So that makes kind of sense. Um, and I think um, from the first time I saw some of Ash's stuff, it was like, yeah, this guy knows what it's all about. So I thought what we would do is just basically interview you, Ash, and um, you know, ask you the whys, what's, and wherefores of uh, why you're into what you do. Also, we'll probably have a bit of a talk about uh, your crammed wedding schedule at the moment, um, which I know has got you burning the candle at both ends. So I really do appreciate your time tonight. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Before we go any further, you we usually ask about your photo. Just where that is in. Sure. Wow. You're putting Cam out of a job already. This is great. So what we have here, look, if I do this, like the magic of modern technology, well, we did that last week and then you can see all my frames. Uh, this is uh, Barwon Heads. So this is 13th Beach Road. You'd be familiar with that one, Ash. Beautiful. And if right over there, hang on, let me get back in the frame. So just over my shoulder right there is the Barwon Heads Golf Club. Um, yeah, that was just a little snap I ran out and did. When At the moment, that is pretty indicative of the weather that we've been having here, isn't it, Ash? Apart from sunset tonight, you tell me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, of, of all the nights to bring Ash on, I looked out the window before and it was a banging sunset. So it was like, yeah, good on you. Have this guy <laughs> on the podcast and break his heart because he can't go out and take photos of the sunset. He's got to sit here and talk to me. There was lots of, lots of good pinks and high clouds and that, which usually is a, a good sign for a good sunset. So, Absolutely. Um, so just quickly looking at your website, um, I, I really liked, uh, I've gone straight to the about page, of course, like all good researchers <laughs> would do. And uh, I described myself as a pretty relaxed dude who likes getting out of the house. Uh, I like that. That's that. I reckon that sums you up pretty much within one sentence. Whether it's travel, chasing the kids around the traps, having a beer with mates, eating out, or just generally hanging out in nature, that's me in a nutshell. Oh, and I love sport, any sport. So, you know, we've got a, we're sort of, I feel like we're almost kindred spirits, Ash. So we've both got a, a real love for, in particular, landscape photography. Um, and so do you, you're still in that mode where you like getting out of the house these days? Uh, for sure. Having two young kids, I think they're happy to get out of the house at every opportunity you can. So, um, no, it's it, like we're kind of lucky where we live. I'm, I'm five minute drive from the beach, um, and and seascapes is really one thing that is uh, very attractable for me. I love yeah. love the ocean, and it's probably the reason I really got into photography in the first place, which wasn't that long ago, where I, I probably started taking it a bit more seriously. I hurt my back and couldn't really get in the water as much as I wanted to. Um, okay, so so avid sort of surfer and always. Oh, kind of up and down. I was just getting back into it. And um, our daughter, our oldest daughter was born, so five years ago. And all things with babies is bending over in the wrong way and picking them up. And my back went about a month into her life and uh, wow. never really been the same. So it um, took me a little while to figure out what what I wanted to really be doing and, and always had a little bit of an interest with the camera in my hand. Um, but... I sort of thought and made a few sort of um, packs with myself, I guess, to to get out and sort of explore the the land that we live in. Because I haven't been any my whole life. I've, I've been I'm a Ballarat boy, which is probably an hour and 
a bit up the road, uh, inland, cold, freezing, and uh, nice place, but um, it's nice, nicer down here. So, um, but yeah, explore. Torquay's the the start of the Great Ocean Road, so it's um, you can sort of duck out and see some pretty amazing sights pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, still love getting out and about. So prior to the back injury and that becoming a catalyst for you wanting to pick up the camera a bit more, was there an interest in photography prior to that? Yeah, so we we were big travellers. We, my wife and myself, before kids, we would we would often jet off and. I'd always have a little bit better camera than, than your stock standard point and shoot. Um, it still wasn't high end. It still wasn't full frame or anything like that. But um, it was certainly something that I had a, had a, uh, a liking for. Um, I'll look back at some of those images now. Some of the ones that I've kept, some of, that's one thing I didn't know a lot about was storage and, and how to keep raw files. But um, yeah, look back at some of those now and I cringe. Uh, I even look back at some of the ones when I was calling myself a photographer three years ago and sort of cringe as well. But at the same time, I guess that's that learning curve that you're always doing and, and learning something new so and, and improving on that. So, yeah, it's um, I don't know, it's a great hobby and, and one that I'll happily take a photo of a landscape. I'll happily take a photo of something in the ocean. I'll happily take a photo of something like behind me um, up close with the macro type thing. It doesn't have to be one specific uh, um, genre, I guess you'd call it. Um, but yeah, re really, really enjoy just getting out of the camera in the hand and, and trying some some new things, see what I can land. So I'm going to try and weed out as much as I can out of you here, Ash. I'm, I'm curious. So that the, the first, uh, well, let, let, let's call it real, in inverted commas, camera that you owned. What what, what was that? Uh, real? Uh, probably a Canon uh, 70D, I think it was. Um, Fantastic little camera. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's um, look, I think you've sort of touched on it and Cam and that in, in previous shows. Any camera that you've got is better than no camera. So whether that's an iPhone, which is your uh, weapon of choice, um, or whether it's a fifteen thousand dollar whatever they are. Look, I'll I'll say it straight off the bat. I'm not I'm not a fanboy of anyone. Um, I am a Sony user now, but I just I, it, it's the same with me cooking. I don't care how it gets there as long as the food tastes good. It's it's I don't care how a photo is taken or how much it's edited as long as it looks good. That's all I'm about. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a good way to look at. It. It's a great way to look at photography because we're all well. I'm I'm certainly guilty. I'm in the industry, so I'm I'm in the retail. You know, of selling cameras and that sort of stuff. So I'm definitely guilty of gear acquisition syndrome and looking <laughs> at all the latest toys and seeing. And, and and avid listeners to the podcast will know the the common thread through it all, and that is the best camera is the one you've got on you, indeed. Uh, and a lot of my gear is quite ancient. And uh, yeah, I mean the whole the whole uh, the running gag of the iPhone thing that's that I actually am using quite a lot more than I honestly thought I would. Uh, mainly because the best camera is the one you've got on you. So. Um, when you started out, though, were you looking more to shoot landscape or it didn't really worry you? You just wanted to get behind the camera. So did, did you, what I'm getting at there is, did you set yourself up with landscape-ish gear, like wide-angle lenses and that sort of stuff? I did. And, and again, it's funny looking back um, at that sort of stuff. Like, you go landscape and, and people talk about wide-angle. And a lot of my shots nowadays aren't wide-angle at all. Like, it, um, I've got a... Uh, I don't know whether you want to touch on it later, but I've got a, a 24 prime that I use. Um, 
but a lot of my shots are a lot longer than that. I love I love my big telephoto lenses um, or something in that 85 prime range as well. Uh, and I think wedding photography is kind of uh, rubbed off a little bit on that. Like it's more of a portrait lens, but the more you use it and the more you sort of understand it, the more you sort of want we're, to apply that. We're definitely um, we're definitely going to delve into you, the wedding stuff a little bit later. I'm really curious about all that as well. That'll, that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, if you pop over to Ash's website and check it out, one thing that comes through that, that I notice is his color palette is very, very, um, it's almost unique, I think. I, I like your color palette and, and, it, and it shines through in a lot of your images. I can, nowadays I can see an image and I'll know it's yours without even looking at the caption, uh, particularly around here because a lot of your stuff gets um, thrown around social media. Um, which yeah. is fantastic. Um, I know a lot of uh, local businesses. I think some governments, government stuff, uh, use your images as well, which is brilliant. Um, with credit, of course. Um, Thanks, so, and, and I also noticed when it when you talk about your Zoom stuff, you you do uh, pluck the landscape out of the landscape. I really like that. It's um, I think it's I think it's a little bit unique in this area, particularly around here because we have such big sky landscapes and great big landscapes. You, you do quite well at isolating subjects in the landscape as well. Uh, is that something that you consciously look for or are you the kind of person that just rocks up into a location and goes, what do we got here and plays with what's in front of you? It, that, that's part of it. Cause I, I reckon the, the, the tighter you can get on a landscape, the more landscapes you can find. So um, if you go out with a wide angle lens and you're always looking for that great sunset, it's not there most of the time. So you're going to be disappointed and the sky is going to be blown out or cloudy or not, not the colors you want. Um, but if you go out with that wide angle in case that happens, but if you saw go out with a 85 or I've got a 150 to 600 uh, Sigma, you can pick off little scant landscapes that the colors don't need to be doing things in the sky or, um, and you can pick them off and change that perspective. And, and all of a sudden you've got 10 different shots that uh, a wide angle wouldn't get you basically. So um it's just it's just one of the things because i do like to get out and about uh take photos of so many different things just having having something with a bit more reach uh it just it pulls it into the camera i guess yeah and i guess also having something with a bit of reach means when you go out and the conditions aren't quite conducive or, or aren't what you hope they would be you still have something to shoot yeah. you still have something to play with and something to do exactly. um and i know you know you spend a lot of your time along the great ocean road and you, know, you don't want to go out, drive two, three, four hours somewhere and just go, oh, well, this is crap. I'm going home. You want to actually, you know, have a crack at it. And and to that end as well, I know that you you do use your drone a fair bit as well to uh, to help you out there. Yeah, look, drone drones are probably the thing that kept me motivated early. When, when I really wasn't, I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, I got a DJI Spark, which was it didn't shoot in RAW. It just shot in JPEG. And I reckon I absolutely got every little inch out of that thing that it could. Um, I kept the a very underrated drone, the Spark. Oh, yeah. I had one of them as well. And uh, I love that little thing. Yeah, it, it, was, it was amazing. It, um, it, it wasn't until I upgraded that I realized how much I was probably missing out on. But I still sell a lot of Im images that were taken with that, that Spark. And they, they blow up. Like editing is a big thing as well with how big you can blow something up, but they blow up quite well um, for what it was, the size it was, and basically only shooting in JPEG. So Yeah, so we're talking about a 12 megapixel JPEG file, basically, uh, at yeah. a little spark. Had a really nice little lens on it, though. I think it would deliver yeah. like a 24mm wide angle and a 12 megapixel image. Um, and to be perfectly honest, it's probably 
you know, the, 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 the sensor inside it was probably as good as an iPhone XR or something like that. Yeah. But you like know, it's still, DJI, I reckon, is is an absolute. Um, it, it's just changed the game so much. Whether it's drones or what they're doing with video at the moment, it, it's just such a big innovator that it, it's it's forcing other companies to 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 catch up, basically. And yeah, they get the bad name because the Chinese and the Americans think that they're spying on them and all that sort of stuff, which is a whole other conversation. But the things that they're doing are changing the game for both photographers and filmmakers and just getting access to places as well. So, um, yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. We, we touched last week on the, uh, on the show about the, uh, the new Mavic three. And I know that you've got, uh, your, your eyes on one of them already. And I mean, why wouldn't you? It just, it just looks absolutely incredible. Another game changer from DJI. So, and, and the thing that got me hooked on drones, I mean, you know, I've been taking landscape photos for ages and, the thought of being able to put a camera pretty much wherever I wanted to, um, whether that be you know one meter off a off a, off the swell out to out of, you know over the ocean, or, or you know down below cliff level and that sort of stuff, absolutely awesome. It, it, it really like you. I, I found that the drone almost reinvigorated and re-inspired me to get back into photography a lot more. So yeah, definitely an awesome tool to have in your kit. As much as Cam Blake hates them. <laughs> yeah i've heard him talk about it and but like like you guys have said like the first thing you want to do out of the box is fly to 120 meters which is the legal maximum <laughs> that's right um, but the, the more you learn you only have to be two meters above your head and that perspective that people can't see with their own eyes changes the whole game and it's um it, it's those shots in that it probably like you're not allowed to fly directly by people but in in 30 meters ish up that high are the ones that I reckon are the best because you've still got detail in the shot uh, and and they're the ones that that I sort of go chasing. So just to touch back on a question, the, the yep. drone, I set myself a little pact. Uh, I think it was 2018, 2019, that I'll post a new photo every, every day on Instagram at the time. I, I hadn't used Instagram up at that point. I think it was... I was the last person on earth to, to get on it, but um, um, but that was my motivation. I had a, I think I got a drone for Christmas, and then that that following year was every day I post something new, and that that forced me to get out, and I stuck to it and posted something every day. And um, yeah, I saw, and I, I reckon I know the Great Ocean Road as well as anyone now, because you go looking for new spots, you you you, you drive down every single track looking for what's there, and um, it, it it's it, yeah, even if you're not finding places it's just nice to be out and about absolutely and it takes a certain level of dedication to post a new photo every day did you ever battle with that and not you know did you really push and you're like oh my god i'll just take a photo of this or was it uh yes no look i think my standards at the moment uh i set myself way higher than i did back then um and that's that's a that's a detriment as well because you, you're like my standards are up here but i can't find a photo that i want to take today um so you do come home empty-handed a lot more than what i was back in those days but um but that's okay that, that's part of the fun as well and, and chasing those landscape shots and um yeah I, I still enjoy it whether whether i'm getting something that i keep uh or whether i'm i'm coming home with nothing yeah, well it must be said for someone who's relatively new to the game and literally i mean i think it's fair to say you started taking it seriously literally four four and a half five years ago uh, you've certainly grown a very uh, strong portfolio of our local area in particular in a short amount of time. 
Um, and is, do you just put that down to just the, 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 like you got hooked on it really early or did you look at it early on as a possible business as well? And that was a motivator or was it more just for, for personal reasons in the beginnings? Personal reasons. It was more, I had kids and I felt a little bit lost. I wasn't, it wasn't a mental health issue or anything. I was just, I was, I was a little bit lost with my own time. Um, everything was around the newborn and uh, our new daughter. Uh, I've got two kids now, but um and that, that sort of was the thing. That was the reason for me getting out and about at the start was just to, to get that me time back. I wasn't out in the water, so I was taking photos of people in the water. Um, and then it's sort of grown. Like, it, it's just been sort of a little bit organic. I won a couple of competitions early on, and that sort of gave me a bit of motivation that maybe I'm doing something okay. And, um, yeah, people start buying or asking whether they can buy prints or use it for a business. And then you just start to believe in yourself more because early on, like, I was using my name as as my social media handles and didn't have a website. And then when I changed it to Ash Hughes Photography, I was still cringing that I was calling myself a photographer. Um, I was probably taking half decent photos, but I still had those standards where I was like, oh, every second person's calling himself a photographer these days. And that's okay. Like, that's great. It's, um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I felt a little bit embarrassed almost. So um but now, but now the more you, the more you believe, like anything in life, the more you believe in yourself, the more you get out of it, I think. Oh, mate, I think that's very common. I mean, there would be, you know, a lot of people that, every, I mean, I still, to this day, like I've been in the game for a long time, I still, you know, someone will come in and they want to buy one of my photos and I say, well, how much is it, you know, in that size and in that frame? And it's like, 1500 bucks, you know, it's like, <laughs> you almost sort of want to swallow it. <laughs> yeah. And and then they turn around and say, that's great. I'll take it, you know? And, and then it's like, oh damn, I should have said two and a half grand, but you know, it, it's one of those things where I don't think you ever get used to that, putting yourself out there and, and not to hark on it, but the, you know, you do run a business and, and um, you know, that side of things can, can sometimes be, you know, I don't know whether, whether, whether that starts to motivate, it certainly motivates me a lot, the business side, I get a massive buzz when someone, and I'm sure you do as well, when someone orders one of your prints. Um, it's really cool when you when you see the order come through. It's like, oh, what do they order? <laughs> and it, and it, may, it makes it interesting to find out what's actually selling as well. Do you do you, um, do you get a kick out of it when yeah, someone I, orders something? I find it I find it very humbling because um, selling artwork like it's to go on someone's wall in one of their their in their house or it's yeah. as a gift to someone else uh they feel it's special enough to give as a gift so you sort of sit back and think about that and it's super humbling to think you just pinch yourself that that people want to do that with with your work so um but i did like i did like the chat you had uh maybe last week or the week before around um uh knowing your worth and and, and not not sort of falling back on that it's easy to sort of say uh okay well maybe i'm not worth that and i'll give it to you for free but yeah if they go and find someone else then they go find someone else it's if people people are willing and see your work for what it's worth then it's um it's amazing well let's be frank mate these you know the gear and these drones they ain't cheap so it's it's good to be able to you know make it um self perpetuating you know and 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 be its own beast and um I know that um, at this stage, you, you're not a full-time professional photographer, but do you see a time when that will be the case? I certainly hope so. Um, so just for the, the listeners and viewers, I am an accountant during the week, so I'm still full-time as an accountant. Um, 
look, I've been an accountant for 12 years now and, and met some great people and work at a great place. And, but it's, it's not, it's not the same buzz as you get out of photography. So if I can make a, a full-blown kick and, and a full-blown, um, like that, that be my career, I would absolutely love that. So it's certainly going the right way. COVID's kind of scared me a little bit, especially from the wedding side of things with weddings just coming to a complete halt for two, two, two decent lockdowns at the start of both seasons. So, um, but no, that's something that I've sort of got my eyes set on uh, in time. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to your, your wedding in a sec, but um, one, one question I wanted to ask you, now that you've been in the game for a while, um, do you think early on you had any um, influence from other photographers? Were you looking at other people's work or from the get-go were you just trying to break the mould and just do the Ash Hughes thing? Uh, it's an interesting question. I've, I've sort of been asked it a few times and there's no famous photographer like um, you guys saw or Cam talks about Peter Dombrowski, is that his name? Peter Dombrowskis, yeah. Yeah, so there's no, there's no Ansel Adams or those sort of people that I... Like I absolutely adore. Um, well, none that I really uh, have think of rubbed on. There's Chris Burkhardt. He's got cool photography, but I, I love his life more than his actual photography. Like he's a <laughs> go-getter. Um, yeah. But no, it's just, it's it's the person next door. It's the person that you meet out on a shoot. Those people that are out there chasing it and getting out there. And, and um, people say, oh, you're so lucky to see that. It's not really luck. It's just putting yourself out there, and and you get lucky that way. It's um, but no, I don't. I don't have any any strong influence, and I think that's because I I didn't grow up with photography. I'm, I'm my parents aren't artists or anything like that. So it's uh, it's something that's come to me quite well. I'm not I'm not super old. I'm I'm not I'm not a spring chicken either. But um, it's uh, yeah, something that I've learned later in life, I guess. Yeah, that's it's cool that um, it seems to have uh arrived at you at a point of need but then just evolved really organically which is awesome and i think that does come through in your photography as well i think um i get to see a lot of ashes stuff um i'm very lucky to call myself ashes printer i um, do a lot of uh, big prints for him canvas prints and that sort of stuff uh and i'm constantly just i really enjoy seeing his stuff come through my printer um not to put too fine a point on it but there's only so many photos of grandma's cat that i can print um and you know dogs that have passed away and oh and this this is my granddaughter she lives in america that's great yeah anyway um when i see when uh, one of ashes comes through it's great it, and, and they're always quality and i really enjoy particularly when the big stuff comes um of late we've been doing a few fairly big prints for you and they they just look great and i'd get a lot of nice comments when they're in the shop as well they're rolling off my printer so you know a lot of people check out your work so it's very very cool have you to this point do you have a favorite image of yours that you've taken do you have one that you look at and go you know what i think that's my best or is it or is it, would you say that you'd have a top five uh it's hard um if you saw the walls of our house we built here last june they're pretty bare and that's because I still feel like my favorite photo is still out there yet to be taken. So yep. um, my wife's chosen one for the lounge room, but that's the only photo we've got up in the whole house. So I don't know. I, I, I have discussions with you um, and I, like we, we chat a little bit through messenger and that sort of thing. And I'll come back from a session sometimes and I'll, I'll say, I'll be surprised if someone doesn't purchase that image. Um, yep. And I say the same to my wife all the time. That there's certain ones that I take um, that I just feel like are, are better than others. Um, 
But then in saying that, that there's there's the whole social media side of it as well that I know aren't going to be massively liked or commented on, but I still like the photo. Um, yeah, I know, um, I'll just pause you for a sec, because I know that photo that you took of the bird down at Lake Elizabeth, Yeah, you were, you were super happy with, and I was really impressed with it as well. Um, did that have the kind of reach you thought it would or not so much? Probably had the probably had the kind of reach that I thought it would, which is not yep. big. Um, because I, I know I know I can post, I know I can get like a real close up shot of a, a breaking wave on a nice sunset, uh, and I mean like right on the shore where you're right in tight, and I know that'll get two or three thousand likes, and I don't go chasing likes, but I know I know that it will do that. Um, yeah. But I don't necessarily love them photos either. Like they're sort of. They are okay, um, but yeah, the like the bird, this bird photo. You probably put it up on the screen with all your. I'm gonna overlay it like magic. It's just yep. how we roll here at the Down South Photo Show. I've seen enough to know you. Uh, you're. <laughs> so, um, it's, right no, it's, it's right there. It's those sort of photos where you got patience, where where you actually set up for the shot and you just wait for that bird to arrive. You know, you know he's been flying in and out, and he's just got to be there looking at you and not looking the other way, and um, just the background of it was the actual running water of the lake because um, it sort of goes into a stream just there. So it almost looks like a studio shot because um, it's got the dark background on it. And it's, yeah, it's just it's just those ones that you sort of envision and, and plan for. And then they, they come to life like you expect them to are the ones that you sort of look back and think that's, that's a shot there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and did you, so let, let's just dwell a bit more on that bird photo. Did you, when you, got it did you know right i've got it that's yeah you like instantly you could see on the screen on the camera yep that's yeah that's the one yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like I, I do edit i do edit a lot like i probably edit more than um the average joe um because it's getting back to that same i don't care how the food's cooked as long as it looks good at the end i think editing is is just as important and i find it very enjoyable but just as important as taking as a shot yeah it helps with you getting the shot to begin with and framing it right and, and having as little to do in editing as possible. But I love editing. I love I love uh, bringing out the contrast in the right areas. I love highlighting what needs to be highlighted to draw the viewers in or draw even yourself in um, your shot. It's, um, yeah, it's almost meditating to get home. And so have you got to that point with your photography um, where you are looking at a shot, you're looking at it through the lens you're already thinking ahead to the edit. Like I do that a lot now where I look at a shot and I go, right, okay, the conditions aren't exactly how I want them to be, but this is the image I'm trying to capture. I'm under the pump for the light. I'm under the pump time-wise. I'm going to get this anyway, but I know that in a bit of Photoshop, bit of Lightroom, I'm going to be able to build that area out. Do you, do you, do you find yourself thinking like that? Yeah, like I'm not one that necessarily changes an image as, as um, like I, I don't do a lot of sky replacements. I, or might do one in every hundred photos, which is like that might be three a year or something. Um, but but yeah, I, I know that if if the clouds are doing certain things, I know I can bring more color into it. Uh, still natural, but just enhancing it enough that it doesn't look oversaturated. Yeah. See, and to me, this is the the artwork, the art form in itself is the is there's the edit, and then there's you know I can tell when a photo's been over edited and it's finding that sweet spot. Yeah. Where it yes, the colours are natural. You you would expect to see those colours under that in, in that environment or under under those conditions. 
um, and then and and trying to <laughs> trying to teach yourself just to hold back on that slider a little bit and all that sort of sure. stuff. So sure. yeah, yeah. So um, I, I reckon I spend oh, well, you know, it literally takes sometimes seconds to get a photo. I you know, and sometimes I'll spend twenty times longer in the edit than I will you know, composing or taking the shot in the first place. So do you find yourself working away until the early hours of the morning sometimes? Yeah, it can be addicting. You sort of get on a roll sometimes and you want to do more of it. Like I've just started a YouTube uh, channel and... I Link in the description, you. folks. It's, yeah. uh, it's a banger. It's worth checking out. It's uh, He's four episodes in? Four, yeah. It's probably the worst time to start a YouTube channel when you're going into... A 35 40 wedding season um it probably wouldn't be better to start the other end but so content's going to be a bit low because my priorities with weddings but um no so i love the editing of the video as well like the the video side of the the, the youtube and i'm still learning that but the longest part of that edit is me editing the five or six photos that i actually put up on the screen to show um right yeah, I, yeah, I can fly through the video stuff because it doesn't. I don't feel it has to be as perfect as the photos that I want to show, and maybe that's just me with the photography background. So, um, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I, I know editing gets a, a, a knock, and it's you can sort of see sometimes like people push, they cool, like they they cool an image down, and the things that are supposed to be white are now blue. And yeah, you've yep. got that beautiful blue water, or you've got that beautiful blue sky. But all of a sudden, that white boat is now blue, and it's like, no, well, that doesn't look right now to me. So, um, yeah. it's yeah, it's a fine line, but yeah, it's just practice. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a fine line. But it, as I say, there's an art to it as well. Um, just just briefly, while we're on the topic, um, I've, I've gone out and uh, I'm, I'm champion championing. What am I doing? I'm supporting Cameron tonight because I've got a I've got a Tasmanian beer. We've got the we've got I can't I can't believe I'm drinking a Cascade Premium Light in your presence, Ash. That's just I don't know. Anyway, it was the only Tassie beer that I could find in my fridge, so I thought I'd, I'd have a crack at that. It's not that bad. Have we it's actually okay. heard from him? I'm on the I'm on the South Australian, so we're going. I'm on the Coopers. Have oh, we actually nice. have we heard from Cam? Or is he? We have heard from Cam. I got a message. Um, so he's got a for want of a better phrase, a sat phone with him that he can send me text messages to. Um, the nice first text message, that. the first text message I got was, we're here, we're all set up, we're happy. Um, how did our multi go? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much, and so, you know, that, 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 that's Cam in a nutshell. And then I got another message from him about two hours later. So this is four days ago. He's now more than halfway through his eight day trip and haven't heard from him since. So, you know, you could be a permanent fixture, Ash. <laughs> well, I did say some, not not his shots, but I saw some a fair bit of snow down that way. I think so. It's, yeah, no, uh, they've, they've definitely um, not ideal timing for a trip like that. Uh, but having said that, you know, you put yourself in there in these conditions, he might actually come back with some of the most stunning photos you've ever seen. So uh, it, it might work in his favour. Um, What's he saying? Don't right be, along. Don't Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, well, don't be a fair weather photographer. That's his. That's, no, his that's exactly right. Exactly right. Don't be a. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk to you about weddings, um, and I suppose in particular why. Uh, I personally, I have had experience with weddings, and I think I've shared on the podcast and and, and with you as well. The last wedding I shot. 
um, I got in the car and was driving home and literally broke down in tears. I was that stressed about it and hated the experience. Luckily, got some nice photos. They were wrapped with them, but it just whew, really fried my brain. It was also 40 degrees in Barwon Heads and yeah. in a cramped church. And, you know, it just nothing went well. I was under the pump all day and it, and it, and it got to me. Do, ha, why? Why are you into the wedding, Sash? Uh, look, it took me a little bit longer than I, I probably uh, look back on now and wish I'd have gotten to it earlier. But I think they're just good fun. I, I think I think once you're... Once you've got a few under your belt and once you've got your gear set up, like your gear is, you got to have a backup of a backup basically. So if something does go wrong and touch wood, it hasn't yet, but something will go wrong somewhere with your gear. So you just got to be comfortable and confident that, that you can pick up your next camera or your next lens or whatever. And once you get over that, there's, there's not that many elements from a photography point of view that you can't, uh, slow down so there's the first kiss some vows ring sort of movement mainly the ceremony stuff and some emotions that sort of happen out through throughout the day um, but everything else you can sort of direct and slow things down if things aren't going right so doing portraits and that so that that pressure and that, that you put on yourself um well i put on myself before i even started wedding photography it it, it dissipates it goes away very quickly and after that I just reckon it's good fun. Like it's, um, I think my personality attracts a certain type of person with that relaxed, calming vibe. I post uh, weddings and that that I want to take more weddings of. So uh, yesterday I had a wedding at Belbury Estate, which is a, uh, sorry, Belbury Harvest, which is like a local um, wedding venue. And it's like a big pond sort of marquee, just a real rustic sort of vibe. So they're, they're the outdoor and that landscape connection that I've had um, or where I started out in photography, where you can really bring those surroundings into your shots as well, bring the greenery, bring the, the natural elements in. So uh, I, I, I get home from like, you said you're crying. I, I get in the car and I didn't know the couple from a bar of soap before I met them that morning. Most of the time, sometimes I have a meeting before, but most of the time I meet them that, that day, sometimes two minutes before the ceremony, they booked me to start at the ceremony. I'm meeting the bride as she's getting out of the car and she's about to go into the happiest day of her life. And she doesn't know me. I don't know her. I don't know anything about how she's going to react or how uptight or how relaxed she is. So, but I get in the car on the way at the end of the day and I'm like, I'm, I almost feel like I'm best friends with, with this couple that, and I've just shared some of the most special moments with them that they'll have in their lifetime and now that, that, that's very cool. That that's a that's a really cool attitude to have towards it. Um, and I think it does honestly. I do think it takes a particular kind of person to be a wedding photographer. A, you've got to be a good photographer, which you clearly are. But B, it is personality driven as well. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I hopefully <laughs> that 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 particular wedding rate a nightmare. I know, as I say, I got great photos. They were wrapped with them. I got no negative feedback from them at all. But I think. For me, it was I just kept it all bottled up the whole day, and that's why that. And, but I was lucky enough in that point where you know I, I didn't have to keep. Well, you don't have to either, but I, I didn't have to keep shooting weddings financially or anything like that. So I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna. That's not my bag. Yeah. Um, with you, was there? I mean, obviously there was the first wedding you shot. Were you uh, like a B shooter at a wedding, or was it a friend's wedding or something like that? Yeah, and, and this is probably where my landscape side. Like I, I grew up pretty 
pretty big exposure through my landscapes pretty quickly. So um, it like from a business point of view, it doesn't it doesn't make um, it doesn't make the money that weddings do. But indirectly, I reckon it makes a lot of money through weddings. Like I, I can push things through Instagram and just little things to say, hey guys, I'm here doing weddings as well. And then because if if people are following me, say on Instagram or socials or something they're more likely to hang around in a landscape sense. They want to see good landscape shots. If you're following me on a wedding account. You're not really, you're there maybe because you're getting married and nothing else. Like you're not, I'm not going to go following someone's wedding page for that. But um, so then I can sort of just put it under their, their noses to say, I'm here, I'm a, I'm a photographer taking weddings. So it's, um, and then from there, it's, it's, uh, it sort of drives some business in and, and I can't yeah. measure that. I can't measure where it's come from all the time, but it's, yeah. yeah. Well, how, sorry, how many weddings this season have you got booked? 30, uh, it's hard because I've juggled so much with all the COVID reshuffling. 36, 37, Which maybe? Is, you know, that, that, that's absolutely amazing that, you know, you, you've gone within the space of literally a couple of years of not shooting a wedding to having 36 weddings. And, and I'm assuming there'll be many weekends where you've got more than one wedding to shoot. Yeah. So there's um, three. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It, it's uh, look, it's humbling at the same time. Um, but yeah, last season was my first full season out by myself, but I did a couple before that just as COVID hit actually. So um, as a, a second shooter, which I just put, I put the call out on my landscape account to say, is there anyone out there? I'm happy to do it for free. I want to build a portfolio. Um, anyone that wants a free photographer for their wedding day, I think I know my way around a camera a little bit. But as you say, my main job from wedding photographers is to get good shots, okay? So that's what they're, they're paying me for essentially. But to get them good shots, it, it's about the people management and how you go about it. So if you're fun and, and having a good time with them, having a beer with them on their day, things are natural. It's not that, that wall in between where, Here's this guy taking photos of us, and we're trying to act like we're we're having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You're part of that. Yeah. I, I, I could only imagine that that that's you know again part of the part of the artistry of it is getting yeah. is getting a relaxed couple, and and you've got to put your best foot forward from that from that side of things from the first moment you see them. So um, yeah, credit credit to you. When it, when it comes to and we won't delve right into settings and anything like that. But are you finding now that when you're shooting weddings, it's pretty much you, you're not by rote now where, you know, you, you basically, even when you're packing your gear or, or as you get out of the car, you pretty much know exactly what settings you need when you're shooting a wedding. Is, is that is it sort of become like that now? Essentially. And I think letting secrets out of the bag, shooting very shallow with a... No one listens to this show, mate. This, this <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's just you and me, really. Setting uh, very shallow apertures goes a long way to wowing people um and and it's it's that simple sometimes is uh people stick their phones up and iphones and it often captures they're getting better at it um and, and sort of having that is it bokeh 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 yeah. whatever you want to call it there's some bokeh going on behind you right now true um it's that yeah that blurriness but yeah if you can get that happening People are wowed instantly, whether it's a wedding photo, whether it's a, 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 a kid photo. Um, people, they're attracted to that because it looks like it's almost professional in a way. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I sort of know that 
keep it keep it low for most part. You get some group shots now where you sort of bump it up a bit so everyone's in focus. But um, and then you just sort of you play around with the ISO. The thing with the wedding is, say say I've got an eight hour wedding, right? It's probably going to be at least 12 hours of my editing, which I'm trying to hone. I want to get it to be one for one. So if it's one hour, I spend one hour editing. Um, but you sort of know that you want to try and get as much in camera as possible because you don't have that time that you do on a landscape photo to spend 30 minutes, an hour on every photo or longer. You've got six, 700 photos to deliver or more sometimes that's a long time to be editing, especially when you've got a number of weddings sort of banking up. So absolutely. So how many ballpark, how many frames do you do fire off? Let's say it is a eight hour wedding. How many frames would you generally shoot? All right. So yesterday, yesterday is a good example. That was a six hour wedding. Uh, amazing couple, like probably the most I've ever laughed. Well, definitely the most I've ever laughed at a wedding. So their emotions were just all over the shop with laughter and just, bouncing off each other i shot about 1500 um images in six hours and instantly the first thing i do after i back up the photos when i get home is cull so there's a program called photo mechanic it's not that expensive for what it does it's it's like 300 bucks or something one-off payment um it it has a really high quality preview that you can pump a heap of photos in without blowing your computer up. So if you put 1,500, 1,600 photos in the Lightroom, depending on what you, what your computer is or laptop, you're going to be at a standstill pretty quickly. With um, Absolutely, particularly if you're shooting full frame like you do. Yeah, yeah exactly. So a 48 megapixel image or whatever on my <laughs> Sony's, I don't know what I mean. I've got two, I shoot on two Sony A7 III's um, is my sort of weapon of choice. Uh, but yeah, you chuck them into uh, photo mechanic and I'll fly through them. So first instinct is usually the best instinct. So I've got a, a traffic light system, which is basically one, two, three. So red, orange, green. Um, I just hit the hit the keypad and red is, no, it's out of, out of, um, out of focus. It's, it's gone in the bin. Exactly. I don't delete yeah. it because it's still, it'll stay as a raw, in my storage, oranges maybe, and I'll come back and look at the maybes. And green is that's a banger. That's that's getting through to the next next stage. So, um, and like that, like from that from that amount yesterday, I cut it to about five hundred, uh, pretty quickly. So it's it's like split second. Yeah. Yes, maybe no. Yeah. So five five hundred images that you're happy to show the couple. That I'm happy to get to Lightroom. Okay, right. And then from there, it's narrowing it down again. Yeah. So I would imagine, do you have a magic number in mind? Are you like saying, okay, I need 50 banger images here? Or you yeah. know, is, that, is that normally what you end up with? Oh, look, I'll, out, of, out of this 500, I'll probably deliver 400 of them, um, 350 to 400. Uh, I don't really have a set number on like any, like I do family shots and some people limit families to 20 photos for the hour shoot. I don't, whatever, whatever's a keeper in my opinion, you get, um, look, I think I've spoken to you about it in the past as well. At the end of the day, there's probably only going to be so many images that the couple actually take out of that, that they put on their wall, that they put in an album. And over time, the rest just gets lost. Like if you're storing on a USB, if you're storing on an online gallery, there's a time where it'll just get lost and you won't access it anymore whatsoever. So always encourage you to go to guys like Brendan yourself and print your photos 
because then it becomes a keepsake to yourself, but then the next generation as well. It's, it's, yeah, yeah it's got to get off your computer. So now, now, if you're listening to this show and you think that you have what it takes to be a guest on my show, that's what you got to bring. <laughs> you got to bring, you got to bring the plug for camera and photo. That's just got to happen. So it helps if you like a beer, but that doesn't, or, and sport apparently, but that, that's fine. That doesn't have to happen either. And you got um, to send, what do you hate? You got to send lots of grandma cat photos and. Oh my goodness. That's, yeah, that's no, none, none of that. Um, I just, and I'm, Cam's not here, so we can do this behind his back. You use your drone for weddings occasionally. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the landscape photographer me. Uh, and I had a, I had a meeting before that, before this, podcast actually with a potential couple um and they were, they were talking to me about it. and i explained if if you're going to put something on your wall people don't tend to put two big faces of themselves on their wall that's always looking over yeah. them so yeah, it's ain't like the 70s anymore <laughs> no the, the ones i sort of see uh like people do it themselves they can do it through me which will go through you or they can do it themselves but it almost becomes a piece of art because they're this tiny little thing in the image, um, but it's still that connection that they're there and I'm capturing the, the landscape around them. So whether that be on the beach or whether that be the venue that they're at, like they've spent a lot of money to, to book these venues for a reason. Um, I think that becomes the art piece that just like buying a landscape photo to put on your wall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and also the fact that it's on their wedding day. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and they and they'll have that personal connection with it exactly. as well. But you know, you know, I I believe a photo is not a photo till it's printed as well. So I, you know, I love I love that that um you know the, the images that you deliver they are wall worthy and and I think as you say your landscape background comes out in you and and I think I honestly do think anyone who's um if anyone happens to be listening who wants a wedding photographer. This guy right here is your man. Uh, we are getting close to time on the podcast. Um, I just wanted to ask you, um, I know I know what you've got coming up in the next couple of years. Um, what are your future goals and plans, Ash? For, for where, where do you think your photography is going to take you? Where do you want it to take you? Uh, well, in the medium term, it's going to take me all around Australia. So I am taking a year off my canning gig, taking a year off weddings. In 2023, we are packing up the house and the family and chucking them in a caravan. Uh, and we're doing a big lap of Australia. So look, I've got a lot of weddings and a lot of planning to do before that. So I've got just over 12 months, 13 months to do that. We're going in January. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, I've got a caravan getting built at the moment. I've got a new car that's supposed to be getting delivered next month, but that's been eight months in the making with COVID. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to lap Australia or get as far around Australia as we can in 12 months. So it's going to be... So you're giving yourself a year yep. to get as far as you can. And, and there's no... You don't have to circumnavigate the country. You're not on that kind of schedule. You're just like, right, we might pitch up here for six weeks. Yeah, I, I think I think there'll be a point where we get to somewhere in Queensland, just on a back of the envelope type um, planning that I've done. Somewhere in Queensland, and we'll be running out of time, so we'll go clockwise around Australia. Uh, start in Tassie. Go say hi to Cam, who I don't even know. Um, does he know that I'm on here tonight yet, or was he sort of? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's gonna he's gonna be nicely surprised when this goes to air tomorrow night, or when he gets back. Okay, well, I'll go say hello to him and spend some time down there and then we'll take off 
South Australia, Western Australia, but like some of those, some of those early places, I can see us spending a lot of time in. Um, and then the, the further we get around, the closer it gets to Christmas. So if we end up in somewhere in New South Wales where it's super busy, it's going to be super pricey and I don't have bottomless pockets, but um, yeah, so I think we'll, we'll, we'll go as slow or as fast as we need to and, and see where we, we sort of land. So yeah. So, so logistically, you're obviously putting your real job on hold for twelve months. Yep. Yep. So we we can do that. That they, uh, yeah, it's part of. Um, they're happy. They're happy to say see you in twelve months' time and welcome you back when you get back. Exactly. If we come back. Very very cool. <laughs> it's um no it's it is and and like I think I think the thing that'll keep uh the wedding side of it like weddings are booked. Well, I'm taking bookings for the two or three days before we leave on that trip now. So weddings are booked a long time in advance. Um, so they're going to be the, the the thing that means we have to definitely come back on a certain date. So um, yeah. that'll be, that'll be depending on the bookings, that'll be when we, we sort of need to be back in town. So. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And particularly, I mean, you know, you're going to have the uh, the kids with you as well. So that, that that's awesome. I'm, I'm super super impressed that you're, you're taking that plunge because uh i think you know it's just from what i'm into you obviously your photography is going to benefit greatly from that you're going to have a fantastic portfolio of pretty much all around the country um i, I don't know if you'll ever come back ash <laughs> well i don't know house price on that way that at the moment we could sell up and uh live in the caravan forever i think so um, no, oh, that, it's, that's good. It's, it's got a nice ring to it yeah it's it look it, as you say I think I'll improve my skills and that. It's like it's like a sport. When the more you do it, the more informed you get. Um, if you're getting out in the bed every day, then your eye gets trained to something. If you take some time off, like I have basically at the moment through weddings, uh, I'm taking, I'm not getting out there for landscape shots. It takes you a little bit of time to get back into it. So I'm really looking forward to being out there with my camera at the ready for every single landscape that is basically at the front door of the caravan. So. Um, absolutely well um i look forward to seeing you on that adventure um no doubt your instagram account will get a nice little workout your website things will appear hopefully or is that a, is that a plan to keep keep them ticking out on instagram as you travel yeah for sure and 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 like the whole point of me starting my youtube was to document or to, to learn the editing side of it from a video point of view and uh and for that trip basically like i don't, I don't want it to be purely about my business or anything like that um, I want to have fun with the kids and, and my wife and the whole family and put the camera away as that as well. But um, while we're in some of those locations, it, it can't hurt to, to be recording or, or capturing some of the, those moments as well. So um, yeah, all of the above video, right. Insta, socials, website, will be getting a workout. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. As I say, um, I don't know, Cam's going to, He's got a lot to live up to now. So really appreciate your time tonight on the Down South Photo Show. Um, if you would like to check out Ash's work, as I say, everything will be linked below, of course, uh, or in the podcast notes, um, ashusphotos.com. Awesome website. Go and check it out. Follow this guy on Instagram and uh, be inspired by some of the awesome stuff that he puts out there. Ash, thanks for your time. And um, we will, well, I guess, I don't know, I guess you'll hopefully listen to the Down South Photo Show keeping on going and um, we'll see everyone in next episode. Cheers guys.
Thank you. Thanks, Brennan, for inviting me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, keep watching everyone. Uh, these guys are going places and it's uh, very informative. So cheers. No worries. Good on you, Ash. See you, everyone. Bye.